0: Hello, Vietnam Fantasy Football Nation. I know you're probably surprised to hear the commish here. Uh, Truth is, I have decided to acquire the podcast as part of the terms uh, of the the penalties imposed on MLB baseball and East Dakota Community College. So we're here today to bury the hatchet uh, and get to the bottom of all the disagreements over the last several weeks. With the league office and the Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk podcast. This is going to be a good one, folks.
1: Cut. Hey! Cut! cut. Whoa, whoa, cut. whoa, 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 whoa. Whose show is this? Why are you here? Did How for- did you get here?
0: I forgot to mention that in the production meeting, didn't I? That's that, my mistake.
1: Is that, a, is that a. Oops. We're done. We're done. More on the commission in a minute.
2: and it is caught with a feet down. What a catch by Friermuth. The signal is touchdown. Welcome to the Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, the two G's, Mark and Drew. Thank you.
1: Okay, what's going on? Welcome.
3: Here? Yeah, well, let's add and welcome Thomas to the show. Glad to have him here, out
1: of uh, the state of Washington. The commish. It's good to be here. The commish, man. I man, man, we're in the studio. This is really cool. Live. This one is really <laughs> live. Last week was also live. So <laughs> live, alive versus being dead. Um, I want to know what you think. What, what do you think of our little amateur setup? It's kind of silly, isn't it? Let me tell you,
0: Vietnam Nation, whatever you are picturing the Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk Studio looks like, it is beyond your wildest dreams. It's beautiful. Because I'm there's, sure they're dreaming about it. There's colorful lights, there's graphs, there's spreadsheets. I, there's more information in this room in front of me than I could have ever expected. <laughs> it's it's amazing. The <laughs> statistics department in this, uh, this household must be working overtime.
1: And that's coming from an Amazon... Geek, right? I mean, don't you do some? of the, I mean, isn't that kind of your work too? What
0: I'm doing is is small changes. This, this is nothing nothing even close to the amount of uh, analytical power that I have at my fingertips right now.
1: This is well anyway. It's it's neat. Man, first of all, tell us why you're in Missouri. Uh,
0: I am here to see the Chiefs take on the Aaron Rodgers Packers Let's this go. weekend. Let's go. Originally was going to be the State Farm Bowl. <laughs> And it is no longer. So you're saying there's a chance it's the discount double check bowl. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is, a, that's a good one. That 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 could only come from a Wagner. That sounds like something JB would say. Well, uh, before we before we have Drew re-interview the commish. Do I guess there's no? Usually we start out with. News, news recap. I I don't have any news this week. Yeah, nothing happened. Nothing this week. happened. No trades. No anything. No, no acquisitions. Uh, no heated discussions in the no um, no tight ends getting traded for first whoa, round. Whoa, picks. whoa, whoa! What are you guys
0: talking about? I don't know if you saw this. Maybe you didn't. Anthony Miller dropped. Anthony Miller.
3: <laughs> oh, that is the big okay, news. Okay, Anthony just made the best roster move of his season. Dropping Anthony Miller. That's the big news.
1: No, the real news is that he cried as he did it. (laughs) As he hit drop, as he hit that minus sign, he started crying. He shed tears. That, to me, that's news.
3: Okay, so in another note, two very big trades this this week coming down. Mike Gisicchi gets traded to Landon for a first-rounder to Dylan. So... All of that making fun of that we did of Dylan picking a uh, Mike Gosicki in the first round of our rookie draft, uh, we can now make fun of Landon for basically doing the same thing. <laughs> but that's uh, true. Interesting you know, trade, though, to be honest.
0: It is interesting that Dylan was able to draft <laughs> a veteran tight end in the first round of our rookie draft <laughs> <laughs> and hold on to him. He's tight in, what, four on the season? Yeah. And he converted that uh, that massive value into another late first round pick
1: <laughs> okay, now, okay, now can I get serious yes. about the trade? Yes, because when I when I saw the trade, my first thought was, okay, you said earlier that you thought Landon gave up a lot. My opinion is that, okay, wait a minute, I, I need a tight in this week. I'm all in. I don't want to go backwards, which by the way, he's got a tough matchup. Uh, I'm uncomfortable even picking Landon this week, but I think he needed someone here and now. That's I think that's where he's coming from. Have you all talked to him since he made that trade?
3: Uh yeah, a little bit. Um he again, he likes it. He originally asked for for less than that, but Dylan said nothing more or nothing less than a first rounder. And again, I think Landon does want to definitely win this week and wanted to take that position, not not lose it from having a bye week from uh, uh, what's his name, Hawkinson.
1: Now I have another opinion to say about the tight end for Miami. I think when you have a healthy Devontae Parker, the 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 targets go down a little bit. So I think that's just something to keep an eye on. He'll he'll have to do that. So I don't know if that entered into his thinking. Then again, keeping Parker healthy week after week after week. It's just tough
3: to say in Miami going forward the rest of the year. It's very inconsistent. Like Miles Gasson will have a 25 point game and then he'll do nothing at all. 30. Sorry, 30. 30. Sorry, 30 Thirty points. Uh So I think Gasicki, yeah, he's tied in number four, whatever it be. But if you're not top three, does that, I don't, I don't know what the point spread is, but is that actually going to mean a lot? I thought it was a little rich to, to get rid of a first-rounder for that, but that's just me. I wouldn't have done it.
0: You know, if I was going to apply a grade to both players, I feel like I would give them both a, a B-. <laughs> okay. it's, a, it's a fine trade. It's not a bad trade for either team. Landon is obviously trying to win this year because he's, he's been really good the Agreed. last several weeks. Agreed. Now he gets to pick his matchups for tight ends. He has right. two good tight ends. He can play the matchup Not a lot of game. people can do that. Not a lot of people can do that. Dylan is one of the other ones. He has two other top ten tight ends he can play. Um, assuming Darren Waller gets healthy, right? But the the point being is that it, maybe it's a little rich for Landon, but he gets to play the game, and he's you know he's paying to try and win a championship. And if I was going to criticize anything for Dylan, it's just that uh, the draft picks he could have made instead of Gesicki, right? Maybe it wasn't worth what the eventual return was. Um, I was just looking back at our draft board from this past year, and I mean the pick after Gesicki is Travis Etienne. Who isn't playing this year, but is a you know a top Beast. running back prospect, like maybe top two or three from this draft class. Um, the names that went after him are three quarterbacks. Maybe he doesn't worry about quarterback because he has Justin Herbert, but um, Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, Rondale Moore, Kenneth Gainwell. I mean, you could even say Chuba Hubbard. There's just a I, good I, I suppose he ended up getting Chuba Hubbard anyway. But the the point being, there's a lot of names in there that he could have drafted instead of Gesicki. Considering Titan was a strength of his, maybe he wasn't sure about Hawkinson um, and you know, decided to take someone that was more of a safe bet for the year, not realizing what Hawkinson
3: would become. I will say in Dylan's defense because I asked him about it. He said when the draft started, he was extremely distracted. Uh, something was going on between him and Logan like they were talking about something and he was just not focused at all. and just he looked briefly at the projections and saw Gaziki on the top. First season projections. So he's like, "Yeah, I'll take Kasiki," not realizing, not thinking, and said, "Oh, this is the rookie draft."
0: You know, to be fair,
1: <laughs> accurate projections. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay, that was trade number one. Trade number two. Tyreek
3: Hill gets traded to Acme Pack for uh, Michael Thomas, Calvin Ridley, a 2023 first rounder, and a 2023 second rounder. So Thoughts. does this
1: mean every trade here between now and the rest of the year for Chris, we're going to be getting into 2024 <laughs> and 2025? <2025 laughs> he doesn't have anyone picks. left. <laughs> right. Do we, does Sleeper even include 2025?
0: I think right. twenty twenty. think three years is our maximum. I so I don't right. think so. Oh, boy.
1: Well, I'm glad I I did not have an opinion about this trade. I has no opinion at all. I had zero opinion. I, I I'm just completely. I don't know. Public knowledge might dictate or say otherwise. So I may be the only one in the league who has maybe a differing opinion <laughs> about this trade. Um, first of all, did has anthony been fleeced was he fleeced earlier in the year i'm just asking we're family right we're we're family i mean
0: yeah I, I I i don't think you're the only person that has some some question marks uh but if i was going to put this up against the other big trades that anthony's been involved in this year i think this just about makes up for the other two that weren't so I
3: would say this is better than the other ones. And I think if it wasn't for the fact that it was Anthony, we wouldn't be quite as scrutinizing of it. Just a thought. I I think maybe, at least obviously this year, Chris wins like huge, and it's going to vault him into no matter what. I think he's probably going to be, you know, competing again for the championship against Joe Ryan. You know, that's a Tyreek Hill man. Like, you're going to get, you know, big games from him.
1: I'm going to ask... Uh, uh, let me start yeah. with the commission and, and all, all uh, now that we've got everything, we've cleared the air, uh, even though I still think you did some back masking <laughs> on some of those dish with commissions, by the way, I want those back. Th- those need to come back to the show. The dish with the commish. Those are some of the best segments ever. They're well-produced quality. I love the, 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 the sound you do. I, I just, it's incredible. We'll and the advice, the advice is good too. Um, I'm going to ask both of you point blank. I'll start with the commission. If you had Tyree Kill, and I'm Chris, and I make that same trade to you, now you're on an uptick. I would not want to play you. I don't ever want to play you. I just don't trust your team. One week you're down, one week you're up. Uh, you got an interesting squad, and I don't even feel it's fair to say you are in – <laughs> Rebuilding. Um, rebuilding. He's like, it's already here. It's just going to get better next year. So let's say, for, so take out rebuilding from your mind. And let's say, I mean, you're, you've got games you can win this year still. Would you make that trade if you had Tyreek Hill? That's a great question. I
0: think in uh, if we're looking at just this year, well, certainly not, because both those wide receivers are probably, neither of them is going to play a snap the rest of the year most likely. Um, one of them is uh, suffering from some kind of mental health issue. Team is struggling. Doesn't make sense for him to try to rush it back. The other one has announced he's still hurt. Uh, he's not going to play this year. So if it's just talking about this year, then sure, I wouldn't make that trade. But because we do play in a dynasty league, you know, this year is pretty much lost for Anthony. Um, it's unlikely he's making a run to the playoffs. Anything is possible. But with the injuries to Saquon, his other injury problems and players that he's lost along the way, I mean, even if he had kept the other players he's traded this year, Kareem Hunt and Antonio Gibson, you know, Gibson's been underperforming on a bad team. Hunt is now injured. He's on IR. So looking at a dynasty perspective, I actually really like the move for Anthony because uh, in essence, what he is doing is he's taking a chance on two guys that have top five wide receiver potential in exchange for one, not including, and that's not even including the draft picks. So putting a first and a second round aside in a 2023 draft class that a lot of experts are leaning towards being a pretty uh, heavy draft class in terms of, of good prospects for NFL playing time. uh, I I think it's honestly a pretty good rebuilding trade um, because of what it offers Anthony in terms of upside. Um, Michael Thomas the confusing thing with him is that it, it it seems like he doesn't have a good head on his shoulders right now, and these two players seem like they couldn't be uh, more. You couldn't contrast them more in terms of their ability to process the issues going on around them. <laughs> True, um, and I think that's kind of what makes this an interesting move between these two players. But uh, Michael Thomas is. Still, he, he's had four top 10 wide receiver seasons, I including know. a number one wide receiver season. Mm-hmm. He's an elite player that actually doesn't really rely on quarterback play to play well because of the style of receiver he is. And Calvin Ridley is you know, still in his mid-20s, has a top five season under his belt, and is a building block for that franchise moving forward. Um, I think that both those guys have pretty strong potential that at a minimum to be Top 15 wide receivers again next year. And if you're telling me I can trade two top 15 wide receivers for one top 10 wide receiver, I think that's a trade that's difficult to pass up on, especially once you include the draft picks. Um, So, yes, to answer your question, you know, if it's me and it's just about 2021, just about this season, it doesn't make sense because it, it totally weakens your team for this year because you're bringing on two injured players. However, this is dynasty football, and, and Anthony, if he's trying to make a move for the long term, and particularly looking forward to next year, I think this is a really good move. And I honestly, if I was going to offer my opinion, you know, again, if I was going to give a grade to both these players, I think I would give Anthony an A on this trade, and I'd give Chris probably a B minus. I think it's a little bit of an overpay for Tyree Hill. Now, Chris wants to sell out to win the championship, and it makes a lot of sense to overpay for a championship. So in that sense, it does make a lot of sense. But I think long-term, this weakens his team um, beyond this year more so than it it helps it.
1: So I told G2 earlier as we were strategizing our show, I said, I think I'll make a run at Tyree Kill myself. I will offer Elijah Moore and a first-round draft pick. Yeah, no. That that (laughs) would be an underpay. That'd
3: That'd be a little rough. Well, you think it
1: was funny. I, I don't think it's funny. I think it's, I think it's so. And I know you're going to say the same thing. So, okay. Personally, if I, if I actually had Tyreek Hill
3: on my team or if I had Anthony's team and I was, and I was him, um, but I still had my mind, <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of similarly, similarly in the way that I have, Ty, uh, Travis Kelsey, it's kind of the one area where I go outside of fantasy intelligence and I'm like, all right, this is my Kansas City Chiefs player. This is the team that I really root for, and I really want to keep him on my team. Again, I've been approached by people for Travis Kelsey, and I've kind of had the same conversation. People wanting to, you know, potentially even, you know, buy high up for him, but I don't want to do that. So if I had Hill, honestly, I probably wouldn't make the trade, even though it might even be a decent deal here. I think in the long run, Anthony does win out. I think it really hurts him in the in the present, for sure. Uh But... Again, I think it's actually a, a decent—I think it's the best trade that he's made of the of the ones that we've talked about this year that he's made. I think it's better than those, at least.
1: Now my feelings are hurt <laughs> because that includes the the Kareem Hunt yeah. trade. Luckily <laughs> enough, Anthony's gotten lucky that he trades Gibson away and he
3: continues to be hurt or not performing, and then he trades away Kareem Hunt and he gets hurt. So I think Anthony got a little lucky on those. I think what we're not willing to admit is that Anthony might be
0: (laughs) perhaps the best evaluator (laughs) of when uh, the downfall of a player's career began. Anthony, tell us your ways, man. This is not where I was
1: wanting this conversation to head. Dang it. Um, Well, interesting. And By the way, speaking of trades, are there any trades out there that you look over the past season? There've been a few, haven't there, You've been a part of quite a few trades. I like I like what you're doing, getting these uh, draft there's, picks. There's been a lot of movement. This I think most we have probably ever had. I would oh, say by far has to be. Uh, JB has in, been involved in an interesting trade. Dylan, um, I hate was he got he got um, the running back from Seattle. Um,
3: Carson Carson,
1: yeah, and, and, and he also a, he
3: also traded away. Uh, uh, Matt Stafford to Landon, that's a big trade and helping Landon out a that lot currently
1: to me maybe is I, of course, if you forget the Hill trade, that Stafford trade, that's may be, Landon that over. may be the best trade yeah. of the year.
3: And I told Landon starting the season, like after the first, like three games, I was like, dude, if you just had a quarterback that could put up 20 points, you'd probably be winning these games. And he agreed and he went out and got him.
1: And the Rams were saying the same thing. right? Um, I was part of a trade at the very beginning of the year. It's been kind of under the radar, but between Chris and I, and I think we both uh, we both uh, benefited uh, from it. He got Alexander Madison, and I don't know if that raised any eyebrows. I had Madison and Pollard for three straight years or two right. straight years, and I just I needed roster space, so I, I got a third round draft pick and I ended up picking a, a pretty decent tight end. could be pretty good if it weren't for Pitts he'd be the number one tight end uh, of the draft this year so uh, I don't want to forget that trade so that's a trade where I'm not picking on Chris so well let's move on and G2 interviewed the commission right and you you see this red button here it's on it's on (laughs) and the, it was
3: green when we did the interview. It was
1: green, and you don't know what I said in my mind when I went to push it, and it was still green, and I thought, "Uh oh." <laughs> and you just no, kind of walked out. He's <laughs> just like, I walked out and left. <laughs> you walked out and left. <laughs> so, uh, can you remember some of your questions that you were going to ask the commish?
3: Uh So completely winging this here, but uh, I know one of the like obvious start off questions was how do you feel like this year is gone and there's been a lot that's happened in the last couple weeks already but any just kind of general thoughts on on everything
0: yeah I I think this has been I mean I think this has been our best year yet Mm -hmm. Um, it's fairly competitive we have one team that is Joe Ryan that's two games ahead of the pack but that has not been a comfortable record so far right I mean he barely won this past week he's Scraped by barely. a couple of other wins, barely,
3: as in by less than a point, because my tight end had a fumble. <laughs> Brutal.
1: And, and your defense, <laughs> and my defense for three weeks in it's a like, row has scored negative why points. Did you even play your defense,
0: but he he deserves to be there. He's yeah, scored he scored the most points. Yeah, he's by done great this year. A decent margin. Um, he's about seventy points ahead of Stump at this point. Um, so he deserves to be there for sure. Maybe a two-game lead is a little generous based on like total performance right. across the year but I think it's been pretty competitive. We don't have any teams with only one win or zero wins. So we have a two win team as our, as our bottom team. And I don't think that I would look at my dad's performance during this year. You know, he, he's the, the two win team and, and say that it's been completely terrible. He's had some bad injuries, injury luck. injuries, really bad injury luck. Um, But he's been, I think he's been more active on his team this year than he ever has been before. And I think that kind of, is uh, something you could echo across the board for every team. It seems like everybody is pretty active with their team. People are making trades, and even if we don't like all the trades that go down, it's just exciting to see people trying things. That's true, you know. I I feel like I'd rather an engaging league over over a perfectly competitive one, um, if that makes sense. You know, I we're not all able to dedicate hours and hours of time to uh, to, to fantasy football. I say this as we're recording a, a podcast. <laughs> but we're not all able to dedicate hours and hours of research every single week to making all the perfect moves. But the fact that people are trying things excites me. So I, I personally think this has been the best year of our league's history. Um, just because a competitiveness, um, we've seen a lot of upsets, a lot of good games and b activity. Uh, lots of activity. People are making lots of waiver wire claims. They're picking up important players at the right times. Uh, and they're making lots of trades. They're trying things out. You know, um, Dylan, has made several trades in the last few weeks as he's sort of recognized he doesn't think he's going to necessarily compete for the top spot this year. So he's strategically selling out some assets that are at an all-time high value. And he's, he's done a pretty good job of that. He's pivoted really well, really quickly. Um, and so uh, we can make fun of the Gesicki stuff a little bit, but honestly, I think he's done a pretty good job. And it's just, it's just fun to see guys have their own moments of, of good fantasy management this year, even if they're not winning every single game.
1: Can, can I pop in and ask a question? You're talking about just the activity. Let's, let's look at the teams five through 10. So Dylan, Drew, myself, Anthony, uh, yourself, and then JB. So that's the, la- the final six. Of those six, do you see anybody that's a player to a way that can be elevated the following year? Who, who, who do you think's uh, on an uprise? Uh, and by the way, I'll go ahead and say for you because you won't. You're, well, he you're will. In that, you're no, in he that, still you're will. In that, you're in that <laughs> list. You are. I would not. I. Do, there are two teams I don't want to play, and and you're one of them. I I, I don't trust your team. That your your ceilings are high. Very high. I appreciate Each that.
0: Uh, um, you know, if I was gonna pick, if I had to pick one team in there and I feel like we've said this a few times in the past couple of years, I really think now that Anthony's made this trade, he is one running back away from being really, really good. Because he he has Saquon. So assuming Saquon is healthy, uh, and assuming that those two wide receivers he just traded for is healthy, I think he's one running back away from from dominating. Because we know a healthy Saquon is dominant. Um, He's in that tier of player that you just, you can't find. Not everybody has a Saquon. Not everybody has a Christian McCaffrey, these kinds of things. Um, If all that comes together and he's able to draft well in this next rookie draft, um, you know, he's got a few picks to work with at this point. I think he could be a really interesting team next year. Um, The bench is not
1: amazing, but the starting lineup can get pretty good. Not bad. He's got some decent... Now, my definition of depth is... If you got players who can have a floor of eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 points, that's good if you got some injuries. Because then when you get into week eights, nine, 10, 11, you're going to be dealing with other players, managers who have the same issues. So his bench is not that bad if you, on relative terms. Uh, but but go, I'm sorry I interrupted. Oh, no worries. So another
3: question Do you think that? top four that are in the top four right now, are they going to finish this top four mm. end of the year?
0: I do. Yeah. I think that the top four we have right now might shuffle a little bit, um, just depending on how things go this year. You know, you talked about that Matt Stafford trade for Landon. That has been really key. And the I think the key component is the stack that he has with Cooper Cup and Matt right, Stafford. Right, it's huge. You know, when one does well, the other does well, typically. Uh, and that's been huge for him this year. And so I I wouldn't be surprised if he's able to jump someone and maybe jump up at least one spot. I mean, 2, 3, and 4 are all the same record.
3: And, and points are not that far off either.
0: And points are not far off at all. Landon's behind by a little bit behind Chris, but it's not a significant amount. And at the end of the day, if you can finish with a better record, then who cares about the points? You know, win, right. win an extra game right. over over who it, whoever right. it is. Um, I think there's really good potential. And I also think that, you know, Joe Ryan's made some good moves to solidify his team, but... Losing Derrick Henry is not something to scoff at. It's no, that
3: hurts. Literally in, irreplaceable value. Unless he, unless uh, McNichols ends up just vaulting <coughs> into a top ten, you know, running back the rest of the year, which we have no idea. What you mean Adrian to Peterson, right? Or or Adrian or Adrian Peterson.
0: But I, I think it doesn't really matter who right. replaces him. In it's Tennessee. still not going to be Derrick Henry. There's no. way I mean, if he's able to get top ten value out of McNichols, he'll be like. Thanking the good Lord day and night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that would be an incredible value. Um, I think the best you can hope for is top 25, you know, because he gets some passing game work. but that, That offense is so built around Derrick Henry that that you can't replace him either in that offense and also in fantasy, because there is no other player that outside of the quarterback position that's offering you 25 to 30 points per game in PPR scoring. It, it it is irreplaceable there is no single player he can trade for to replace that value on a regular basis so that's going to affect his team uh i'll be curious to see if he makes another move before the end of the season to try and just go for broke this year um he's done a decent job keeping some draft capital despite the fact that he's made lots of moves so he has a couple picks to work with and he has a couple of young youngish players to work with too um So yeah, I think there will be a shuffle, but to answer your question, I I think the top four is set, especially since Dylan has kind of decided that he's going to sell away some assets.
3: So I got one more question before we move on. This is a little bit more of a personal question for your team. So I know, especially at the beginning of the year for me, I have, for the most part, one of the the teams with a little more depth on my team. And every year I tend to really struggle with who I'm going to get rid of. So looking at next year, your team, you have an unprecedented number of first rounders already. Are you worried about who you're going to drop to fill your roster
0: good for next year? Good
1: question. I don't know if I should answer this. <laughs> no, you have to. You have to answer something.
0: It is a really good question. Um, to an extent, yes. Because in general, I don't have a a statistic for this. I, I should look this up at some point. But I I think in general, I'm keeping about three maybe I would would say if it's an average, probably three and a half players from every rookie draft. So about half of the players I draft end up on my team, obviously with four first round picks um, that are remaining in my stash. That means I, I think it it could mean that I have to choose not to keep one of those players. So yes, that is a bit of a concern, but I think it's one of those
3: things. It's a good problem to have true because I have options. You can, you have a lot of trading blocks. And
0: and the way we do our league, um, similar to the NFL, you don't have to cut down to the proper roster size until the season starts, until the first game. Uh, And so I have the luxury of being able to hold on to guys as long as possible and see how they um, do in in things like training camp, preseason games. Um, And that means that I have time to make trades, um, whether it be to actually trade away a draft pick for maybe an older player that I like or to um, trade away a rookie that I draft that looks good in his preseason game or something like that. Um, so yes, a little bit of a concern, but I, I, I think it's a good problem to have. I have a pretty young lineup at this point. I think I only have like two or three players over That's 26. Crazy. That's crazy. Um, and so I think I need to just stick to the plan, evaluate rookies and hopefully draft well. And if I can come, even if I can come away with two or three really good players at that first round that I can start every week, I, mean, I, I think that's a win for me. You know, um, I, I think that my team is young and has a lot of potential. Um, I'm really interested to see how the changing of the guard occurs at the running back position. I feel like we've had the same top tier running backs for three or four years yeah, that's now. That's a big one. Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, uh, Saquon, despite the injuries, Christian McCaffrey. These guys have dominated the scene for a long time. So I'm really curious to see who is going to become that next upper echelon running back. Um, I think I personally have one of them on my team, and Javante Williams. We'll see. Depends on what Denver decides to do with Melvin Gordon. I think Najee Harris is another one of those that's in that upper echelon. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is certainly up there, and I think that next year in redraft leagues, I think he's going to be one of the most popular top two or three picks. Um, Agreed. So Agreed. with all that being said, I, you know I'm interested to see where is that next great running back going to come from because somebody is going to take the mantle. You know we may not see Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey type numbers, uh, but I, I do think that it's going to have to come from somewhere. Someone is going to step up and
1: take that role. So I'm excited to see who that is, and I'm I'm really kind of fishing for that
3: <laughs> to have that on your team.
1: Which by the way, that's why I picked Stump to win it all at the very beginning of the year to have both Harris and Taylor on his team.
3: It's Sixty points together some weeks.
1: Not as as comfortable with his depth. Uh, I would say the same thing about Chris. So I I think that's another benefit that you are going to have is your depth. You're not going to have some of these scrum players on your bench next year. Someone goes down, oh, huh, big deal. I got someone else I can plug in that can get 15, 16, 20 points. So your bench is going to be fascinating to look at next year. Yeah, it should be fun. Well... I have a question for the commish. Did you enjoy, was it last week we played those clips with Bob Long? The two weeks ago? It was a two weeks ago. He's the guy who does the uh, consistency ratings. He does it every year. He's been doing it for 10, 15 some odd years. So I just happened to mention that to him in email. And he said, Mark, I'd be glad to be on your show. And I'm thinking, Bob, we have six listeners. <laughs> No, actually, 11 listeners. Um, by the way, did you know we had 63 downloads our last show? Really? The last show we did two years ago. Oh, 63 yeah, 63, 63 downloads. You mentioned that, yeah. Uh, but we've been getting 15, 11, 11. So we've been, at least we've been consistent. But I numbers, downloaded on all 45 <laughs> of my devices. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. So, anyway. I reached that well, again, well, I just I just said that we, we we talked this past week, and I thought this would be like a five, eight, ten minute interview. It turned out to be like twenty three, twenty four minutes. So we're gonna drop. So we're gonna have a two hour podcast? No, no. We're gonna drop a bonus episode uh, so that it'll just be that episode. But I do have a couple of excerpts uh, that I want to play. So again, the context is consistency ratings. So that means, what about rookies? Does that mean you're not going to play a rookie? So that was the first question I had. I think I even mentioned, uh, does that mean you would ignore a Kadarius Tony? So this is what he had to say.
2: I mean, it's. I would say it's pretty rare um, that I go and jump on, especially if it's the Fab where you're you're bidding on players. Um, you know, there are certainly times where you're a little more desperate you know, if I got a decent lineup and a decent bench, even if Tony has a big week and he's available, I'm probably not going to go get him because then I got to throw somebody else back that I still might like on my roster. Like I was a Russell Gage fan early in the season, not so much now, but you know, you know, um, I, he was so good second half of last year. And then they just, I don't know what the problem is there with
1: I should explain that he plays mainly in redraft leagues, he, maybe in two or three dynasty leagues. So do, does that make sense where he's coming from?
0: Yeah. I think that's a really interesting way to evaluate players. Um, and you, you might have more of a, a background from your experience in the baseball world, thinking about things like Moneyball, right? And my understanding of Moneyball, and you can correct me if I'm wrong is essentially we know statistically what Kind of people we need on our team to generate a certain number of statistics that put us in a winning position uh, a certain number of times. And we've seen some baseball teams do this really successfully. I've always found it an interesting idea, thought experiment to do that with fantasy football. And I haven't had the time to try this, but if I looked at, say, like our league average scoring and said, you know, say it's 145 points is the average scoring every single week throughout the year. What can I do to provide? the most consistently scoring 146-point team. And I think that would be an interesting experiment to look at what players are most consistently providing whatever value you need. So you don't need a Christian McCaffrey, but you need two running back twos that score 15.7 points almost every week. How do we turn that into a a fantasy lineup? And And eventually, I think that kind of team wins championships. The tough thing is I think that you miss the star talent in the playoffs when you need a really big game sometimes just to beat the anomalies. But uh, I, I think it's an interesting thought experiment and kind of in a similar way to Moneyball. What do we need to do to just get the 10 guys on the team that give me the right amount of points to beat the average team? And is that enough to win a championship? Maybe.
1: One of the problems I do have with, and I know Bob's listening, and this is something we'd be able to talk about over dinner, is when you talk about consistency ratings in football, how many games do you have? You have 17 games. And so you're not just looking at consistent, consistency ratings for scoring. You're also looking at consistency ratings for, I wrote down targets. If you're a receiver, I wrote down carries, uh, snap counts. So to me, the magical formula is opportunity uh, times talent. And I think you need to throw in play calling, right team. Being healthy. Talent around you, being healthy matchups so but i i get it but i it's it's tricky when you only have 17 games and so but i i still love uh the conversation uh i had a second question and and again you you i recommend listening to uh, the bonus episode if you're listening to this show first uh he he is part of the Hall of Fame he, he's a volunteer done done this for i think 20 years i hope i got that that time frame right bob uh but he was asking Mr. Lynch the general manager for the San Francisco 49ers if he had any, any advice for a certain player so if is it John Lynch is that his first name if 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 he told you i think i like this player w- would you would you listen pretty i <laughs> mean yeah. oh, yeah. take, take him pretty seriously well, So here, here here's what Here's what Bob had to say.
2: I said something about, you know, which receiver do you like best, you know, for fantasy purposes for me? And he said, well, he said, uh, you know, of course, he he kind of played it of a, uh, you know, trying to be non-biased. He's like, well, you know, I think we both, you know, our team really enjoys having both those wide receivers, you know, Samuel and Ayuk. He said, but I'm not going to lie. Uh, he said, Ayuk is just not not uh performing well in camp right now but Debo Debo's the man and I said okay that's all I needed to know so (laughs) I I told that on one of my podcasts and and posted it all over Twitter and I just said through inside sources and everybody has thanked me who drafted Debo Samuels and everybody who didn't draft Ayuk so
1: wouldn't be cool to talk to a general manager and get some advice would be nice Step yeah, up. I, I need insider this kind of insider access. <laughs> this <That, laughs> is amazing. I just, that is so classic. And um, I, I can't wait to talk again. It's like, who, who other general managers can you be talking to throughout throughout the year? And by the way, to put this into perspective, uh, the Hall of Fame event is in August. So that conversation would have been this past August when he's mentioning camp. Uh, one more clip from the interview. And again, I recommend the, the interview. I wanted to know more about what he does at the Hall of Fame. I think it's really cool. He's a volunteer and so let, let's hear what Bob has to say.
2: So yeah so the Pro Football Hall of Fame is about three miles from my house um, and so I've lived here all my life and uh, about 31 years ago, uh, a friend of mine who got on was on the committee the year before uh, got on what's called the Transportation Committee for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So every year during Hall of Fame weekend, I was uh, volunteering to be basically a chauffeur driver. Now, when you start out, you're you're driving a 15-passenger van and you're just kind of a people mover. But obviously, after you pay your dues for 20 plus years, uh, then you get to get a specific enshrinee. And so I've had that for about 10 years now. Um, you know, driving everybody from Kurt Warner to John Lynch this year, Champ Bailey. Um, I, you know, I've also driven like. Al Davis and John Madden and, you know, those kind of people too, because I'm kind of a back back backyard Raiders fan, even though I live in Cleveland. I uh, still love my Browns, but uh, always been a Raiders fan since the 70s. And so, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it, it's an amazing time. Uh, the stuff you hear, this the, you know, the inside stuff you listen to and them telling stories about the past. And, I mean, it is truly uh, a fantasy for football, that's for sure.
1: And when I asked that question off the air after we did the interview, he mentioned, you need to come up. He said, you need to bring your son up let's and, do it. and and we need to, to do it. You need to come with us. Why do to just take the whole thing. Vietnam Nation, let's go. Let's go. That'd be a great trip. <laughs> Maybe so, we can get in the shrine. <laughs> I don't think so. The
3: best podcast in Vietnam. Exactly. The best fantasy football podcast in
1: Vietnam. Hey, let let's let's moving right along. Moving right along, it's time to play Agree or Disagree. And because of time, we're only going to do five of these. And we've got someone in the studio, so we're going to have some fun with this. I'm going to read a statement, and you're going to agree or disagree. And number one is Chris clears the table. So we're moving into week nine, Again, week nine through week 13, Chris clears the table. Agree or disagree? And by the way, I will give you my opinion after I hear from you two. I disagree. Oh, boy. So we got to disagree in G2. I agree. I agree, too. I agree. Now for the commission to be fair to you you probably did not have time to flip through every game but I went through every game now there is one I wasn't sure about but I if you're ever in doubt (laughs) my opinion is give the nod to Chris so I I think he's going to clear the table but two say yes one says no
3: therefore uh, the commissioner's wrong
1: oh I'm not going to say that (laughs) I'm not going to say that um, Number two, one more really big trade. One more. Now, I wrote this Monday night because I was working on the script. I did not know about the trade that was going down, the fleecing. Will there be one more really big trade between now and the end of the year?
3: I think that could be a yes. I'm going to say yes. One more.
1: I don't know. I That's I, not one of the choices. <laughs> Agree or disagree. I don't know. There. I'm, I don't know. I. That's why I put it in here. I, I wanted to hear from you all. Okay, number three. This is a fun one. Stump wins it all. Ooh. Disagree. Straight
3: from, from the commish. Disagree.
1: Disagree.
3: I disagree as well.
1: It's going to take some luck and... It depends on who he plays. Uh, I, I'm i still going to say yes because of his running backs. Okay. Uh, that That's Fair. why. I, I think because of the running backs. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. Number four, uh, a little self-serving here. I've been working my butt off this season. This goes back to losing 10 games two years ago, and I'm doing everything I can to put my all in this. MLB wins 6 games games well you're gonna win this week that put me at four so i need two more
3: i think potentially yes i would say yes i think yes i like your teams going forward i'm gonna say
0: agree but But. by the hairs on your chinny chin chin
1: (laughs) i agree with you i there's one of those games where i need lock i i I think the key is can I beat G two? Yep. That that one's. It just depends on his injury situation. It also depends if some of my rookies start picking it up, and if I get healthy on the running backs.
0: Now, now if I could mention, you are playing Joe Ryan in the last week of the regular that season. That stinks. And nope. by the way, well, but if you're trying, if you're going for six wins, I'm going for six wins. It means you're not necessarily worried about, am I going to win the whole league this year? But you have really good potential to shake up the standings
3: on the last week of the season. So I am excited about or, that. Or what if you win your next three and then you play Joe Ryan and you get an upset and you get seven wins and you somehow make it to the playoffs? Is that possible?
1: That I'm not counting on. Okay. I'm not counting on. I, I do want to make it very clear. I am not playing for draft picks. I'm I'm playing for pride. So I hope, I hope the commission knows I'm working my butt off. I do not, I am I want, I don't want, a, I, won't, I don't want that number one, number two, number three pick. I want. I do. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, thank you for the vote of confidence. Uh, number five, JB gets, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and finish because I know how this, there's a joke about this. JB gets the first draft pick. <laughs> because he because he finishes last and okay tell the joke say the say what's funny
0: well <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: all you got to hear well wow.
0: if he finishes last then technically I get the first draft okay
1: okay so so we have to disagree
0: <laughs> however to answer the you know the crux of your question does he finish with the worst record in the league <laughs> yes i actually disagree Ooh. I think Christian McCaffrey's coming back probably this week, if not next week. And I think he pulls off a couple of, of upset wins and that vaults him into the high position of
3: eighth or ninth.
1: So if if he doesn't have the if he doesn't finish in the last place, Anthony?
3: I would say Anthony because he just got rid of Tyree Kill. I think that takes away its, you know, big twenty, thirty point uh upsides right there. Friends. yeah i agree
1: well as the writer of the show by the way i'm also the producer
3: and everything else <laughs>
1: uh as, just, as, I just sit here. <laughs> as the writer of the show i was not looking at i did not look at the draft picks and who had been traded so i was that was the crux i think that's hilarious i think it's hilarious uh, i was the crux is is he gonna finish in last place so Uh, That's interesting, and we'll come back to these week 13 to see who was right or who was wrong. And again, it's just just assumptions, and it's kind of fun to talk about this stuff, too. Hey, before we do our week nine picks, I was reading an old article uh, from Matthew Barry several years ago. I think it's cool that the whole archive, everything he's ever written, don't you love the way he writes? Uh, By the way, he's going to be on the show. Well, he's going to be on my other show. But I'm going to steal some of those clips to put it on. Well, I'll come up with a bonus episode. But I'll be interviewing him later in January. Oh my gosh! So I was reading some of this content. He's a great writer, and he just had. Well, he had he had, he had some things that he hates about fantasy football. So I, I that kind of inspired me. So let's let's do this again. Let's, let's tee that same music up. So I have a top ten list of what I hate about. So you guys just jump in. No, number one, I hate a defense that either beats you or causing you to lose. Yep. <laughs> Three weeks in a row right here. Do, do you stream your defenses, Kamish? I can't remember. For the most part. For the most part.
3: Last well, year, I didn't have to worry about this. The Ravens were like a top five defense, and every single week they seemed to have a great week for me.
1: Am I Am I mistaken? Have I seen a defense on someone's bench uh, that, that maybe someone doesn't want to get rid of maybe it was a bye week and they didn't want to drop that particular defense um, but every once in a while I'll see a defense on someone's bench it's like man this is because defenses, I'm an idiot I, <laughs> I screw up on the defenses too uh, number two, a coach an NFL coach killing your team
3: yeah, I can see that aka uh, Brandon
1: Ayuk maybe I knew Thomas... When I started writing this, I knew Thomas was going to be here. So I kind of wrote that for him. Philadelphia coaching has not been kind to Sanders, has he?
0: Yeah, before the injury, I remember watching an Eagles game (laughs) where they refused to run the ball with their very talented running back until, what, the fourth quarter? And the crowd erupted in cheers for a a six-yard
1: gain. That says a lot,
3: man. That seems-
1: number three, multiple injuries on your team. You can't ever relate to that, can you? Never. Never. Uh, we were just talking about JV.
0: It's been a tough year.
1: Been a tough Couple year. Several, yeah, several guys have had some issues with uh, injuries this year. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, of course. Uh, number four, a great player holding out. Uh, the first guy who comes to mind is Le'Veon Bell a few yeah. years ago. Right. Uh, that really put Stump behind. He got in a hole for about two years in a row. I think it all started with uh, with, with Le'Veon Bell, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. And a- another good example that you could use more recent, a different kind of holdout, is Michael Thomas.
1: That's true.
0: Chose not to get the surgery for a long time. Basically resulted in him missing this entire season.
1: Good point. Good point. Uh, number five, character flaws. Do I need to explain that? Character flaws. No. You don't have to explain it. (laughs) Uh, Antonio Brown comes to mind from a couple of years ago. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Character flaws. Uh, Ray Rice. Ray uh,
3: Yeah. yeah. Even Adrian Peterson.
1: True. Uh, Number six. Oh, we cannot relate to this one. The other player who does not check his lineup. Yep. 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 Yeah. Let's move on. Number (laughs) number seven, uh, listening to your favorite fantasy advice guy or gal who then turned out to be wrong. Do y'all ever take advice of one of your favorite experts? And then they, yeah, but
3: I've learned to not get frustrated because they, at the end of the day, they can only say so much or know so much. So I'm not one of those guys that sends hate mail to to Matthew Barry because he made a wrong pick.
0: Yeah, I just go and complain to them on Twitter. (laughs) That's right.
3: And then you get banned.
1: Just kidding. Uh, Your best players go on cruise control because they are up by 30 at half. I was so ticked off. Uh, A.J. Brown had like 30 points in the first half of one game. No, excuse me, 29.7. And then they're up by like 30. And so it's like, where is he? Where is he? But that never happens, right? Happens too often. Unfortunately. That's why you have to pick players that are on decent teams. But not the best teams. (laughs) But not the best teams. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Especially if you're a quarterback or a top receiver.
1: Number nine, Tyler Lockett.
3: (laughs) Ooh, well, I traded him, so uh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> <an
1: upset. laughs> I wonder if Dylan hates Tyler Lockett.
3: I thought I was giving getting not much in return for him, to be honest, but it ended up working out because Lockett has been a mostly bust and not a whole lot of boom.
1: Big definitely, soccer fan. Definitely not consistent. Yeah. Definitely not consistent. And finally, number 10, scoring the second most points in the whole league and still losing to your opponent.
0: Absolutely the most brutal way. To lose in fantasy football. Definitely.
1: 200 to
3: 199.
1: And the, the other way that's brutal is when you're up by 20 points and you don't have many wins in the win column and you're playing a weak team. And as I said, you're up about 20 points and all of a sudden they have one of the best games of the year and they don't do that same performance the next week. Who am I talking about? Commish. Remember that Monday night game? Where, oh, I hated that Monday night game. the The Ravens, who they play, God, the Colts, the Colts. Oh, it's like I was, I, I, I could
3: be. it was a video game game.
1: I, 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 I could be, I could be four and four. Thanks. Like, can we, can we? I want to redo on that game.
0: There's nothing worse than being up by five to ten points, and the Monday night game goes into overtime. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that 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 should be on. That should be on uh, the list. That should be on the list. Hey, that means it's time to go over this week's predictions. Uh, by the way, G two, you won last week, so you are now two five and one, winning and that- winning. <laughs> and that means I'm five two and one, and I'm in a slump. So I've lost two weeks in a row. You won two weeks in a row. Good math. So that's good math. Uh, by the way, for the whole year, I'm up 63%. You're catching up. You've picked 53%. I, I bet at home, at home, commish, the Commish has been doing this. I wonder how he's doing.
3: Haven't lost yet. <laughs> no one will ever tell the difference.
1: Okay. We're going to go backward. Do you guys have your sleeper apps up? Good to go. And... I'm gonna start of course I'm looking at it from my perspective, so I'll start with the last t- oh boy, this is a good this is a great, great matchup. And I'm curious, Stump and Joe Ryan, who are you picking, G2?
3: Taking Joe Ryan on this one.
1: Interesting. And Kamish.
0: Entirely because Aaron Jones is playing the Chiefs, taking Joe Ryan.
1: I'm going to stump. I just okay. gut, okay. gut, 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 gut. I'm going to stump. Okay, yoga or deflate gate? Yoga or deflate gate?
0: Thomas, you go first. I'm going to take the
3: yoga class. Alrighty. I would say it would be close if McCaffrey plays this weekend. If he does, it's going to be really close. But I'm gonna—I will go with uh, Hot Yoga on this one.
1: And Kamish, can you have him change his name? I think uh, I can do it for him. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> um,
3: by, by the way, can I just say real quickly? I think when you, you changing your team name when you did, you went all out, and it was one of the most funny things I've ever seen in a fantasy league.
0: I got to commit to the bit.
1: <laughs> the next game up. Oh, this is interesting. The two studio guys, we've got Thomas the Commish and G2.
3: Well, if I don't play a defense this week, then maybe I have a chance, but I'm going to still go with Thomas here just because I don't trust my team at all right now. I don't trust Kirk Cousins uh, in the driver's seat.
0: I think that I'm actually going to pick myself, which I'm surprised I'm doing. But I think I'm going to pick myself this week to make a bit of a surprise win here. I think this will be the closest game of the week. If I if I was going to pick one, I think this will be the closest game.
1: I was wrong. I was wrong. Earlier I said I was going to be picking Thomas, but this really? one I this one I struggled with and I'm going with G2. Uh, we have Chris and Landon and that's another one that's a well when I picked these teams last night, <laughs> I didn't have Tyreek Hill. Right. So I, I'm i going to go ahead and go first. Chris wins. Yeah,
3: I'm going with Chris. And Tyreek Hill deal, I think, really vaults him over uh, for a win this week.
0: I'm going to go with Landon.
3: <sighs> wow. Okay. Landon has
0: won four games in a row. I think it's going to be five. And I think both teams are going to be fine. But I think that Cooper Cup has a huge game. They're playing a a terrible defense. Good matchup. And uh, I I really think Landon's going to win this week. I will eat crow if I'm wrong here. But I think this is the upset victory that Landon is looking for to solidify his playoff run.
1: And he's got gotcha, gotcha, gucci, gucci, (laughs) gasicki. And what if he gets 20 points? In the
0: starting lineup right now.
1: Okay. The biggest game of the week. <laughs> not. By the way, thank you for the vote of confidence. You said... I picked you and you won. And I did not pick me. And you lost. And, I lost. and you won. <laughs> that's weird. My brain's hurting. So, I already know. I mean... I'm picking you. Yeah, that's... that's that's
3: No, Tyreek Hill, we're picking you.
0: I'm going with MLB Baseball here. I think this is the first of your uh, your three wins on the home stretch here. I'm gonna finish with three strong wins out of five to finish the season.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll okay. Means, okay. I, I still yep, need yep. I'll see happen. two more wins to get to six. It's gonna happen. All right. Well, this was an honor, Kamish.
3: Thanks for having
0: me. I had a great time.
1: This was outstanding. And we are reconciled. Are we reconciled? Are we are we do you know, huggy, kissy, make up and all that?
0: All accounts have been cleared the league office has published their investigation and and its findings and determined that there was no wrongdoing. Uh, but it's just going to ask you guys to, to clean up the back masking talk over the next few weeks. Uh, you're scaring my
3: wife.
1: Dang dang it. We will
3: do that. As long as you tell Chris this weekend that, uh, Packers stink and they're going to lose. Done and done.
1: And could you also tell him I want to make an offer for Tyree kill and you heard the (laughs) offer I want to make. Can you make that happen?
3: And he needs to uh, to send a little more to me for Kelsey, by the way. He'll, he'll get it. Good to know. Yeah.
1: All righty. We will have a... Oh, again, don't forget the bonus episode. Check that out. And that is coming up right after you listen to this one. Listen to that one. And good week, boys. Thank you for listening to Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk with the two Gs, Mark and Drew.